When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to talk to you about attention to detail for a moment. What makes the dimples on a golf ball so important? What may seem insignificant, but without them, your ball wouldn't travel half as far as, or in Neil's case, attempt to go straight. Those ball manufacturers measure to make sure each one of those dimples is right to within one thousandth of an inch. That's the kind of attention to detail you'll see in Cooper Discoverer's and Duramax SUV tire. From severe weather traction to durable tread technology, Every last inch of the Enduramax is designed to give you the best ride possible for as long as possible. All Cooper tires are backed by a limited warranty, a 45-day test drive warranty, and select products are backed by Treadwear Mileage Warranty, helping to give you confidence on the road. For complete product and warranty details, please visit www.coopertires.com or www.coopertires.ca. And remember, go with the Coopers. Welcome back to the Crash Course Podcast. Solly here. This episode today is about the old course uh, at St. Andrews, uh, my favorite golf course in the world. This was recorded on the No Laying Up podcast feed back in 2018. Thought about redoing this one, but listen back to it. And uh, our thoughts on the golf course are pretty well encapsulated here. And uh, without any further delay, enjoy. Moving on from North Berwick, uh, we took the made the drive up about two hours to St. Andrews. Um, we spent three nights in the town of St. Andrews. We stayed at the David Russell Apartments there, which is basically like a, a dorm um, in Your some University way. University of St. Andrews. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, da- I the David O. Russell I wouldn't change anything about that. I think that's kind of a cool way to cool way to take in the town. We went to the Dunvegan that night, of course. Um, the, uh, the famed ho- hotel slash bar. There, just about maybe 300 yards from the 18th green, um, which has just artifacts and pictures. And the pictures of all, basically anybody who's ever played the old course that is famous is photographed there with with uh, Sheena, the old owner of the of the bar. It's now under under new management, but it, they still kept all of the relics. Of, yeah, it looked exactly the same. Yeah, it's it the exact was, same yeah. experience. It's yeah. just not not her behind the bar there anymore, but. Um, Great place for burgers and beers and, and food and it is just the like you, you can't go to St. Andrews and not go in the Dunvegan. You meet people from all over the world in there. Most actually you meet people from all over the United States really <laughs> in there for the most part. But uh it is a staple of that town and for good reason. I think uh you know, a trip to, a trip to St. Andrews, every time we, I go there I end up playing more golf than I probably should and I should just spend more time hanging in pubs like that or, or places like that so that was a very shoot of a gavin sentence What's that, every time i come here it gets hard to leave it was just weird like you 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 pull in st andrews and we parked right next to the 18th green and Trump's you like, just kind of see it and you're like holy sold. shit yeah. it's <laughs> like, like oh my god this it's is real, real? Yeah. yeah yeah wait i can park right next to the 18th yeah. green like it, it's it and so yeah our plan um so I, I know we on last year's podcast we we detail kind of ways to get on the old course, but quick, quickly go over it. Uh, it is the hardest tee time, obviously, to get, but it's also a course that you can get on if you're dedicated to it. 
you can book a tea time well in advance, usually through a like a travel planner in some way, or you can reserve do advanced bookings. I think right around now for 2019, if you want to, if you want to base your trip around it and have a set tea time at the old course, you can do that. Uh, you can also go online and enter the ballot two days in advance. Um, I am personally 0 for 4 entering the ballot. I've never <laughs> won it, but you can enter to sign up between two, three, and four people, I think, uh, to you know be awarded a tea time. I don't know how many tea times they keep. We were visiting at one of the busier times of the year, the week before the Open, so I'm not that surprised that we didn't win the ballot, um, especially entering as a foursome, but those are the two ways to play in advance to get a tea time. And granted, the people I got paired with eventually won't they entered the ballot twice in one week and won both times. Yeah, so it does it, happen. It, it definitely happened. The system hates the system hates <laughs> me, I guess. But uh, the third way, which is the way that we chose and uh, the way I've been three for three in playing the old course, is go to the old pavilion there, right next to the first tee, lining up. We lined up around three fifteen, three twenty, I think, is when we got there. A.M. We had um, a little scare, Randy. Randy, Randy overslept a little. We thought we lost Randy. <laughs> we wanted to make it by three. Um, we were lucky enough, of course, to uh, cross pass timing-wise with uh, Poosh Daddy, from, uh, the lead singer from Iration. He was there. He beat us there. He was seventh in line. He got there at three, seventh in line. We were eight, nine, ten, eleven in line. To uh, They opened the doors at six at the old pavilion, and they will show you what tea times they have available, and you can kind of choose what uh, wh- when you want to go. And we... You know, the the, four, the five of us were, again, 7 through 11 in line. We all were teeing off like 12.10, 12.20, 12.40, 12.50. 12.50. Paired up with different people. We all got separated. I was fortunate enough to get to play with Poosh Daddy, um, whose real name is Micah. <laughs> Mr. Poosh. <laughs> Mr. Poosh. <laughs> um, but, and yeah, so we all kind of had a different old course experience. We didn't all get to play it together, but we all got to play within an hour of each other and enjoy pretty much I, I, the best walk in golf. I, I, I'm... I'm in search of an experience that is better uh, than the old course. But for the two that just had played it for the first time, I want to hear what your, uh, what your big takeaway was from the old course. It was like, I had really, really, really high expectations. And after the, maybe the drive on the second hole, I was like, all right, cool. This is going to surpass all of those expectations. I, I get it. And yeah, I mean, I just, you know, if you don't like the old course, you can get the hell out. <laughs> Period. Point blank. Yeah. Which we did meet a couple of those people in the bars and stuff. You know, yeah, look, I went and played the old course. You know, it's kind of something you have to do. It's not my favorite. You know, I I thought it was just okay. I've never never played a course where after every, like, normally after you play a course, you're like, oh, man, I want to go play that course again. After every single hole, (laughs) I didn't even want to go play the next hole. I just wanted to go play that hole over and over and over again and keep unlocking the secrets to it. To DJ's point, though, like, I... People that say that, I don't. I can understand that. I honestly yeah. can. I mean, it's not visually. It is a bit funky, and it's not something that's just going to blow you away visually. And honestly, probably my first time playing it, part a lot of the nuance was lost. Was for sure lost on me. I was expecting it to just blow me away visually, and it didn't uh, until I started to kind of start to figure out. Honestly, it was the the, the caddy that I had when I played it last year. His name's Brett Murray. I stayed in touch with him after the round because he was such an awesome caddy in pointing out all the different options you have off the tee and the strategies that he was lining me up for. And he's like, all right, yeah, you're 156 here. We want a 112 shot. And I was, I was like, what? He's like, it's going to hit that swale and it's going to run out and be 15 feet short. And it would. And and so I, I stayed in touch with him. I was like, all right, that you are carrying for me again this time around. And again, he just would blow my mind with like, all right, 16th hole, we're going to play this one like the pros play. We're playing down 
three fairway right now because of where the pin is and blah, blah, blah. We're going to take the OB out of play. And just the amount of ways you can play these golf holes and the slopes you got to play around, I just – it. I, I can't imagine a more fun, strategical golf course to play. The options are legitimately endless. And I think because of that, it turns into this just like crazy, hectic war zone. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> balls are flying all over, and you're hitting into groups, and groups are hitting just into four you. Four groups on the same yeah, plot of land. Which right sounds crazy and stupid, but when you're doing it, you're like, oh, God, this is the best. It's oh, glorious so, madness. It is yes. glorious madness. Like the uh, 7th and 11th holes cross, and you might have two groups on two or three groups on each hole, plus the caddies. There might be like 35 people on the on this, on this these <laughs> the same piece of the property at the same time. And yeah, it's, it's awesome. Just, it's it's just the best. Madness. Tron and I actually got to – we crossed as he was playing 11 and I was playing 7. I uh, told him to crack on. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was – it's the greatest. It, 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 I'm I forever enthralled by that golf course and don't think it's everyone you can totally figure out and totally know every in and out of. But, like, I want to continue to play it. And the, the, the students that get to, like, live there for a summer and play it 30, 35 times, that is – that might be the golf dream for me. Like, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, you guys nailed it with just kind of the the madness. I, I almost liken it to trying to play golf in the middle of a busy airport. Like imagine like <laughs> Terminal B at O'Hare, and like everybody's just playing golf, going different directions, and um, you just like what is going on out here? And then you get to eighteen, and there's tourists like running up on the bridge to take pictures, and it is just kind of like a glorious mass of humanity. Um, when we got to 18, there was uh, this. I, th- I think they were Korean family. You know, this guy run just no regard for us <laughs> playing the golf hole. Runs out on the bridge, stands there. He's got his foot up, like, like you know, Al- Alexander the Great yeah. just conquered the golf course. And you know, we get up to him, and we think he's going to get out of the way, and he's like, "Hey, can I borrow your golf club? Like, I forgot my <laughs> golf club. Like, oh yeah, like you were going to bring it for for this." And he borrows uh, my playing partner's golf club, and he stands there with his club over his shoulder. And I mean, it was just—I don't know. It, it's just—it's. Did he ask you guys to take the photo too? Like you're the ones <laughs> playing the hole. Yeah, exactly. He was just—it's just a complete madness. It's yeah. the best. So I think I actually enjoyed. Like I was paired up with a father and two his two sons. I kind of liked. Like no offense to you guys, yeah. we played a lot of golf together. Yeah, it was fun to get out and like go play with yeah. some other people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So so I was with this this family from Mexico. And um, one of the sons, you know, he showed up, I think, to the, to the, to the um, you know, pavilion at 3.30 a.m. And he was wearing, like, a full-on Gucci. Like, tracksuit. Yeah, tracksuit. And I was like, man. And then I ended up getting paired with him. And one of them. <laughs> they were like, you two look like you guys would have a lot to talk about. So on the, fir- on the, first, on the first hole, he, uh, he, he shanks one. He hosels one across the Himalayas putting green, <laughs> which again is just a mass of humanity. It's like <laughs> there's hundreds of people out there putting, and you know the caddy goes over and like apologizes to everybody, and people are just scurrying about. And then on 18, he he basically hosels like a three wood or a driver off of one of the hotels, one of the buildings down the right. Like It'd be so sweet if right. it was a three-wood, like he was trying to play really sensibly. And then and then hits, like almost hits a, a couple walking their dog. And <laughs> yeah. it was it was madness. It was awesome. It's the best. Uh, the, the whole thing, uh, I don't know if this is a good comparison because I don't, I'm not a huge fan of like visiting DC or maybe I've just never been there at the right time, but it just feels like going to like a capital city 
of of golf, you know, and it's just there's tourists everywhere, but still you're you're kind of like, man, this is really cool to see. This yeah. is, you know, I don't know if that if that makes sense or not, but and then the Dunvegan I think is kind of like the like there's the, no novel the actual to it. Capitol it's, building, it's, yeah, because you know, going you just like see everybody there, and it's just <laughs> that first tee shot is nerve wracking. Like that's one of the yeah. more nerve wracking shots in I was golf weir- for us. Yeah. I was weirdly less nervous than I thought I would be, but I was still nervous. Yeah. Um, you pured it off that first Because team. I like hosel skanked this hybrid that didn't get <laughs> higher than a foot off See, the ground. See, I did the opposite. I, I hit like a just a mega queef monster. <laughs> um, it actually played close to the hazard. Yeah. At a great angle. It was kind of the dragon queef. My, my, <laughs> I, quickly, my favorite anecdote that happened to me at, at, at the old course was I was playing 17 and just hit a beautiful drive. Uh, it's a big cut around the hotel, sitting in the middle of the fairway. Uh, the pin's kind of on the on the right side, so you're not really dealing with uh, the bunker there. And I hit, again, you know, a, a common theme, just a, a, a terrible approach shot. And it actually, <laughs> like, it's right, and it, it catches the road, and it bounces up over the, the wall um, out of bounds. So I play out the hole and I play out 18 and I'm sitting behind 18 uh, waiting for you guys to come in and just minding my own business. And this this older gentleman walking a dog, uh, you know, just comes up to me. He sits down and after about 10, 20 seconds, he's like, he just kind of out of the, the side of his mouth goes, what happened with that second shot on 17? <laughs> And I just started laughing, and I, I blamed it on my caddy, who was phenomenal, caddy Danny. It, it definitely wasn't his fault. But, you know, we we just got to talking for about 10 minutes. He's a local. But just that, that guy had been walking, saw me hit, you know, on 17, walked into town, obviously saw me sitting on 18, and, you know, would, would say that to me. It's just like, that's that's kind of St. Andrews. That's the old course. You were, you were getting some shouts from the Jigger in, too, playing 17. Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I... I <laughs> After I hit it OB, I I dropped and played, you know, a, a, an Irish drop. No, no, this was no, a this a was a real drop. drop. Yeah, a proper drop. And so I hit up greenside. I was standing over my putt, which was for five, I guess. But these these guys thought I was putting for birdie, and, and they go, "Hey, stretch." <laughs> They're American. I'm like, I'm like, I know they're talking to me. I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, you know, if you make birdie on the road hole, nobody's going to believe you back home. And I go, well, this is actually for five. And they go, well, okay, all the same. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. And I, I ended up two-putting for six. But just the interact, you know, you, you just are constantly just interacting with people. Uh, on and off the course, it's just it's like intimate. It's wild. It's it's a public park. You yeah, can walk around the golf yeah. course. You don't have to have a tee time to go out and walk the golf course if you want to. And Sundays they are closed entirely. And is people you can picnic in the 18th fairway if you want to. I mean, Scotland's the best. It's the best. <laughs> it was the most engaged. I mean, probably the best round I like I played on the whole trip. But it was the most engaged I've ever been in a round of golf. Yeah, you shot 76 first go around with and, two doubles, right? Yeah. First go around the old course. And, and allegedly. No, yeah, none allegedly. of us were there. No, there yeah. There's no one to yeah. attest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the guy at the Gucci sweatpants is our only witness. <laughs> the, the road hole is legitimately the, the coolest hole I've, I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. You, you can't even concept it. Yeah. If You, you could know. execute it if you built that course. I that kind of agree thing. with that. It's, <laughs> it's the best. I, we finished the round. I was the last one to finish in raining. I came down, and you guys were at the Jigger Inn. We all met up at the Jigger Inn for beers. And I don't know if you guys 
could tell, but like we just when we got there, the smiles on your guys' faces when we got there. You guys were having some beers with some. Like you played with some Aussie podcast listeners, I think. And yeah, who were they? Were there for two months? They were in Scotland <laughs> for two months. Like we're we're kind of going around, right. and people are like, "Oh, you guys played a lot of golf." I'm like, "Oh, listen to all the golf we're playing." And I asked these guys, and they're they're like, "Yeah, we're over here. We're getting a pretty big trip. We're we're over here for about two months." <laughs> and actually, we saw them the next the next day at uh, at, Crail. at Crail, and we're we're hitting in town their fairway, and they're hitting in town our fairway. Um, yeah, they were great. Yeah. So yeah, had some beers to jigger in. That's kind of the uh, in, in a 24-hour span had the the St. Andrews experience. I think we would have loved to have spent more time there and gotten out to the new course and gotten out to the Eden course. Eden I never looks actually played the sick. Eden. Yeah, uh, love to play Jubilee. Um, yeah, I mean you could go just like surely you could go just to St. Andrews for five six days and, and yes. only play golf there. Correct uh, under the St. Andrews the umbrella. Yeah. You could go to the oh gosh, we should do a whole separate podcast about do, the, oh, the ladies' putting club. Tell us about it. Do we even want to go there? Well, so that's <laughs> there's a lot to unpack. We'll, we'll, we'll try to do it really quick. So you guys woke up the next day and went and played Crail for the travel series. Uh, Randy and I thought it'd be beneficial for us to go kind of get into town and and see what we could scare up. We ended up mostly just hanging out at the the St Andrews Ladies Putting Club uh, for you know maybe I don't know two hours. And uh, the the quick history that we learned from our guy Kevin. Uh, it, in uh, the manager of the new manager of new the, manager the, of the, the Himalayas, the Himalayas, as which was the first thing he informed us. It's not actually pronounced Himalayas; it's pronounced the Himalayas, and uh, was basically that this this wild putting green that all these tourists, you know, are, and a lot of people listening are probably very familiar with, is actually owned by the St Andrews Ladies Putting Club, which was formed as as kind of a thing for all of the wives. Putting society, isn't it? Uh, putting club. Oh, okay, you're thinking of the Jacksonville Beach. Okay. Putting Society, Correct. which is forthcoming. Gotcha. More to come on that in a future Sorry. episode. Uh, but, but the land, the, so this club was started by basically the wives of the RNA members back in the day. You know, like all, 150 years ago. Yeah, all the RNA members were men, and so the wives kind of needed something to do. They liked golf as well, so they started uh, this putting putting club, and they let the public go out there and, and basically play for nothing. I mean, it's like two pounds or. A pound for seniors and kids. Yeah. I think three pounds for adults. But whenever they want to have challenges, like putting comps, as they call it. Medals. Medals. They close it down, and Kevin has to go kick everybody off and explain what's going on. And they all get dressed up, and they come in, and they have tea, and then they have these one-on-one putting matches. And Randy and I were watching this for a long time because all of these women who are – Kind of probably north of 60, 65, I would say. Some as old as Skewed I think older. 90, yeah. they were saying. Yeah. Uh, just have – they have just dead weight from like 40 feet. Over feet, like three over the, humps, around a bend. <laughs> and yeah. they all knock it like inside three feet almost every time. And then they all have the yips <laughs> inside three feet. And so it's just this crazy, wild, interesting thing. And yeah. – uh Anyways, it blew my mind, and it made me think, like, man, if there was a putting society in Jacksonville Beach, I would – one night a week, you just go have putting matches with guys and drink beers and, uh, and some guys of them and like gals, really I really under-the-radar kind of bitchy. And, uh, well, I think there's some internal – yeah, I, I think with any – gossipy. With any club, very, yeah. yeah, it seemed – You know, <laughs> got all little, that in two hours. A little yeah, clicky. Yeah, gossipy. we were talking to one of the members, and she was kind of filling us in on <laughs> some of the – A source familiar with the situation. Yeah, <laughs> so, some of the politics. You know, there, there was a disqualification that somebody was rankled about uh, from a previous medal. They, they, they have like a hundred – I don't know. That might be 
they, they they have heaps of medals though. Yeah, I mean that was a different cups from the whole and trip. contests and competitions. How many comps all these yeah. clubs have? So we hey. caught them on a. Explain uh, medals. Yeah, let's let's do that. Well, sorry. Yeah, after, go ahead. After you. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically, the medals are they have all these competitions that where they essentially play for a medal, not just club championships. Like but they one have or the, two a week. Yeah, yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, big competition, yeah. and the yeah. You, there's all these historical medals that so you the could have a three club medal. You yeah. could have a match play. Stable, you know, you get yeah. a Stableford medal, and then then they have cups, which as um, the gentleman at Crail explained, like the the transition from medals, which were kind of based in military lore and military tradition, because a lot of the club uniforms were were like military. Thank you for your service. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm surprised, you know, certain club companies haven't. Instituted uh, <laughs> medals for their sponsors, uh, but and then they transitioned to cups, which was basically to to promote the social feeling amongst them. Um, so the the cups would you know you would drink out of the cup at so like the claret jug that's you were like it's not only respectful to drink out of it it's like you're like legally required to drink out of it that's why it was a disgrace when zach johnson ate corn on the cob out of the claret jug you're supposed to drink out of it uh sorry to interrupt you but continue where you're going with the medals. well yeah so the ladies play for all these different medals and caught them on a wednesday uh match play 18 hole match play uh medal Good matches coming down. We saw a couple go to extra holes. Yeah. Don't uh, spoil yeah. it for the content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, not many concessions. Well, so. Th- because of the yips. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and so the last thing I'll say kind of about the whole, you know, clubs and, and that kind of thing is I was thinking about just personally and how much more golf it would make me want to play if I belonged to something like that. Because right now, you know, fortunate to have you guys living in the same town and, you know, always kind of pulling to go play golf or to go do something. But I'm sure a lot of people listening to this don't, I mean, have, before, don't have that. Before this trip, I don't yeah. think I'm going to be pulling well, yeah, out to right, play golf right, anymore. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you You'll know, play with us, though, won't you? Think, thinking about a lot of people listening to this probably have that situation where it's like, you know, they're serious golfers, but they don't have a ton of golfing friends or whatever. And having like a putting, not a putting society, but having like a, a golf club like this where you constantly had 50 people pulling at you like hey come play the three club hey come do this hey come do this hey come do this god think about how much more golf that would make you want to play rather than hey maybe we can find like a 752 tee time it's going to be like 60 bucks we'll like play do you a wanna, four ball yeah do you want to play or not play it's so easy to be like no not really <laughs> i'm good uh but it, just the whole structure of it is so much different and just so much more conducive to well, actually playing golf and that's what's genius about the kind of the derivative nature of these clubs where you can have multiple clubs around the same course so you you can have just different you know social feelings in different clubs like one can skew younger and more social and like the new the new club at st andrews is is right a lot of college students a lot of guys that caddy over at king's barnes and as as opposed to obviously like the rna where you have to wear a you know a sport coat to even walk in